0: Hey guys, this is Evangelist Chance Walters, and we are on the Revival Road. Today, I want to give you a field report from South Africa. In fact, we just finished our final service. We've been here two weeks. I'm sitting in the hotel room, and my heart is filled with glory. And so I wanted to take this time to just hit the highlights and just to share with you everything that has been happening right here. First of all, thank you for praying for us. I'm not sharing bad news. I'm an evangelist. I share the good news. And it's good news. It's not good history. Because when you share God's Word, it happens right in front of you. It is good news. So I just want to share with you really quick just some of the things that God has been doing right here in South Africa. First of all, this trip has kind of been in my heart. It's been on the back burner. I've been praying for the right time to come. Many of you know my friend, Patrick Sowers. He came through Teen Challenge about 10 years ago, which is crazy. But when Patrick came through Teen Challenge, I was serving on staff at a church in Greensboro, And the choir came to minister to us and it was Patrick's first week in the program and he was on the back row and there was tears running down his face and the Lord gave me a word of knowledge and said, that boy is a a PK. He's a preacher's kid and I've got great plans in store for him and I want you to be his mentor. And so it was it was like a dart, you know, it came flying through my spirit, but whenever that boy was walking out the back door, I locked eyes with him and I and I told him what God said, and he said, "You know, I just prayed 2 days ago that God would send me a mentor." And so I started picking him up once a week, having a cup of coffee, and I watched God radically transform his life. And little did I know we were going to become best friends and we would travel the world together. You know, it's funny. Everything starts with a seed in the kingdom. It starts small. And if you're faithful with little, God will give you more. And he did that with Patrick. Little did I know his father was an Assembly of God pastor in the hills of Kentucky, and they own a commercial contracting company, and they would become Just great supporters of us. But Patrick has been coming here to South Africa for a few years, and he's actually building a mission house. And I told him whenever the mission house was getting ready to be finished, I would come. And this was the summer. Right now, 2023. And I'm so glad that I was sensitive to the Lord's leading because we just feel like we're in a Kairos moment The past two weeks have been power-packed. We're partnering with a ministry called Reaching a Generation with Pastor Jock and Lizzie. And their heartbeat really is to reach the children of South Africa. And I'm not even going to get into all the things that they do. They do so much. They're truly pioneers in the faith. And we got here two weeks ago on Saturday and I was I was telling Patrick now I don't want to go to South Africa and sit around and sip on tea and I was thinking there's somebody listening to me right now and you're asking yourself this question can God use me and I want to say he will wear you out one little yes can change your life forever and it can change the landscape of the world. And I'm telling you, whenever we hit the ground, we started running. And I learned a little phrase from the staff at Reaching a Generation. They say, Jesus loves you and Jock has a plan. And I found this out to be true the past two weeks. We have been busy building the kingdom of God is absolutely amazing to partner with this ministry to truly reach a generation. We had eight days of hope dealing, twenty-four schools reaching over twenty thousand students, three assemblies a day, with coupled with a crusade at night. Four days last week, four days this week, with today being our final night, waking up at 4.30, 5 o'clock every morning because schools start at 7 a.m. and we literally hit three to four schools a day, um, telling the greatest story in the history of the world. Um, Jesus has truly been high and lifted up and the Holy Spirit has brought so many souls unto him. It's been amazing to see what God has been doing. And I read this this statistic the other day. By 2037, half of the Christians in the world will live in Africa. You heard me right. Half of the population of the church will live in the country, the continent of Africa. And by 2050, half of the population of Africa will be youth. That's an alarming statistic, meaning we have to reach the next generation. In fact, I want you to hear these words. We need interracial revival. We do. We need to cross the boundaries that the enemy has built. We need to to, um, bulldoze these walls in the name of jesus and we need to bridge the older generation and the younger generation we need to bridge denominations we need to bridge ethnic ethnicities and nations we need to bridge cultures i'm telling you we need to get outside of our comfort zone and we need to do what god is asking us to do no matter what the cost And so eight days, 24 schools. I actually wrote in an email before I left, our hope was to reach over 10,000 students, and we reached over 20,000. So my heart is so happy. And some of the highlights, you know, actually our first day, I spoke in a school, the, the capital of this kingdom. We've, we've actually been ministering in the Venda kingdom. I think there's 12 kingdoms in South Africa. I guess we would call them states. But the Venda kingdom, just north of Johannesburg, we've spent most of our time. And on the first day, the fourth school, there was about thirteen, fourteen hundred 1400 students. And it was just a special moment. I almost feel like I flew all the way to South Africa to reach this one student. Because after the school assembly, as people were taking selfies with me and I was um, just blessing them quickly, there was one student that, that hung around for a little while and he came up to me and he said, I am a practicing, confessing atheist, but today I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. And when he said that, Immediately, I heard the Holy Spirit speak and said, if, if you're surrendering your life and giving your heart to Jesus as your Savior, I want you to get on your knees right now. And I did that for a reason because there were a few of his friends standing there. And he got down on his knees on the concrete and I got down on my knees and I grabbed a hold of his hands and I led him in the sinner's prayer. And I'm telling you, he said, there's something... I felt something today that I've never felt before. And I told him it was the the presence of Jesus. It was the Holy Spirit. And, and, And mountains, I'm telling you, they melt like wax before the Lord. People will not remember most of what you said, but they will remember how you made them feel. They probably won't remember what I said, but hopefully they will remember how I made them feel. And this boy felt something. It was the Holy Spirit with tears in his eyes. He got down on his knees and he gave his life to Jesus. I almost felt like I could just go back to the airport, get on a plane and go back to my family. I feel like the mission was accomplished, but God did so much more. The next day there was a a young lady and she waited. It was almost like, (sighs) ah, It's almost like Nicodemus meeting Jesus at night or, you know, the lady who had five husbands and all the, all, the, all the Pharisees walked away one by one, but Jesus was left with this one lost soul and it was a girl and she said, Pastor Chance, I am in love with girls And she busted out crying and she put her head in my chest. And she said, I was born this way. And the Lord spoke to me and he he said, I love you and you were born this way. And she looked up at me and I said, just like I was born with the tendency to drink alcohol. I was born with this DNA. I I was born a sinner. I, I was I was born and and what I was addicted to was drugs and alcohol. See, I can't drink one beer. I'm not like everybody else. I had to it took me a long time to figure out myself, but I can't have one. I'll drink 12, 24 and then I'll I'll, I'll be addicted to drugs and and my life will be flushed right back down the toilet. I'm telling you. I had to figure out myself, but I was born into sin. And there are so many people. You may be listening to me today, and there is a begetting sin. There is something that you struggle with. Don't be ashamed. Be honest. And you know what? This little girl, she was listening to me. She she was listening to the message because. At the high schools, we spoke at a lot of primary schools, elementary schools, but at the secondary schools, the, the high schools, as they call it, I, I would share this. If you want to stay out of darkness, you have to connect to the local church, you have to choose your friends wisely, and you have to find somebody that you can be completely and brutally honest with connect to church, choose your friends wisely because your friends take you up or they'll pull you down. And you have to find a person to be completely honest with. And this little girl found me and she was weeping. I held her head on my chest and she wept like a baby. And I prayed that God would set her Free and I truly believe he did at that school assembly. We saw demons come out, we saw so many so many souls saved, we saw sick bodies healed. It was amazing to see the Holy Spirit move in public schools, and that made me happy that we could go to the roots and tell these kids the truth, that drugs destroy dreams. And it's crazy, I didn't find this out until today, but many of the kids already have babies. When I made that comment today, um, half the student body raised their hands. We were in a a very impoverished uh, region today. We actually spoke in four schools. And in the last school, I made that comment and half of the student body raised their hands, that they already had kids at that age. It's crazy. The enemy has blinded this generation. We have to tell them the truth. Jesus came to set us free. And this is a message for old people, young people, white people, black people, brown people. It doesn't matter who you are, we all struggle with the same stuff. This is the law of the enemy. He roams around and roars. But the roaring lion is the lion that has no teeth, he pushes you into destruction. Into the hands of the enemy. So listen, rise up and be completely and brutally honest with somebody. Shed your dread. Stand up, square your shoulders, and march forward in the name of Jesus. You can't change your past. It's history. But you can change your future because it is your destiny. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost up in this place. There's nothing I'm any more passionate about than reaching the lost and empowering the next generation. And the next generation are not the leaders of tomorrow. They are the leaders of today. And I'm so glad that you sent us to share our story because the Lord has used us in a mighty, mighty way. And this is our greatest joy in life, is to share Jesus with the world. And so we were all over the place in the Vinda Kingdom. We had a a youth service at Celebration Church. We had a business breakfast um, with the local community. We shared with the staff of of reaching a generation, go to their website and check it out. Please follow me on social media. I post so many pictures. And if you want a little more intimate detail, you can watch my stories on Instagram and Facebook. You can go to our website and put in your email address. And next week, I'll be giving a full field report of everything that, that we accomplished here. And the good news is we're coming back. I truly believe next summer um, we'll be back in South Africa because God has spoke to us and we want to continue our partnership and the work with what God is doing here. And so be on the lookout for that information. The ministry here, our great host, you know, I believe that we should have fun. In fact, if we're not having fun, I don't want to go. And so we work hard. But we play hard. I, we went on a safari. I've never done that before. I went on a South African hunt. Um, it's um, amazing. Um, I, I didn't do everything because I had um, other responsibilities, but some of the people that were with us on the team, they went and um, played with the elephant elephants. They saw crocodiles, went to the crocodile farm. Um, there's... Uh, Amenities at the ministry headquarters here. It's just a very nice facility in the bush of Africa. And so um, we're not out here eating pomegranates and sitting by the pool. Uh, uh, We're in the bush, but it's a great place for people to come from the Western world to see what God is doing in the third world. And God is moving in a mighty way. In Africa. In fact, Reinhardt Bunke used to say that one day we will see a blood washed Africa from Cape Town to Cairo. And we are seeing that. And I believe indeed that the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. So thank you so much for praying for us. We've had great success. God has saved so many souls. And so I do want to conclude. With this story, 15 years ago, I was in South Africa. It was my first international mission trip. I was going to Bible school in Cleveland, Tennessee at Lee University, and I attended North Cleveland Church of God. It was the mother church of the Church of God denomination, an amazing church. Uh, my, My pastor, Mitch Maloney, um, he 's a mission minded man, and uh, the evangelism department used to do ministry all over the world and so some of my early encounters happened with that church and so i 'll never forget boarding a plane coming to South Africa fifteen years ago, and the Lord just spoke to me it 's crazy. Galatians chapter two, verse two says, then after 14 years, I used to think it was 14 years, but the apostle Paul said after 14 years. So I'm right in sync with the spirit. I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, my friend, and I went up because of a revelation And I communicated to them the gospel which I had been preaching among the Gentiles. And this is it. We're we're back in South Africa after 14 years in response to a revelation. And we've been communicating the red hot gospel. And I know that God has confirmed his word with signs, miracles, and a mass amount of salvation. And so it's been 14, 15 years since I have been back to South Africa. And I truly believe in my spirit that there's a shift in our ministry. Because whenever I came the first time, I was running. I I love to run. I've, I've ran. I'm telling you, I've been running after God for 20 years now. And the Lord gave me a vision. I woke up early one morning. I went for a run and he showed me a vision of me carrying a torch. And little did I know that this was going to become my logo. We're, the, we're the, the It's the running man. And the man is not me. The man is you and me. We are full of the fire of God. And we've been running, running hard. We've been running the race, sharing the gospel to every nation, tribe, and tongue. And now we're back. And I believe that this represents... A shift in our ministry. And I'm super excited to see what God is going to do the next 10 to 20 years. Everybody say, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I, I, I'm I'm gonna finish stronger than I started in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus, all the way from South Africa, I send this field report to you, and I'm a little tired and weary. I just woke up from a power nap, but I had to share this message with you. Galatians chapter 2, verse 2. God bless you. I hope to see you soon. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, We are on the revival road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.